0: Happy National Cheese Day. This is the Canes Country Podcast. Uh, and also, it's not National Cheese Day anymore when this is going up. Uh, because National Cheese Day, according to Twitter, is today, June 4th, which is a Tuesday. But this is going up on Wednesday. So I'm not really sure why I opened it like this. Uh, it, I didn't realize until <laughs> it was too late. But we're just going to keep it going. Uh, welcome to the Canes Country Podcast. My name is Brett Finger. Uh, of course, Justin Lape is here. Hi, Justin.
1: I guess you could say this is nacho average podcast.
0: It's not a good start for us. Right <laughs> oh now. man! What's your favorite cheese? What's your favorite kind of cheese?
1: I'm one of those weirdos that like I only like it on things. Like I can't. I agree. Just have cheese and crackers. There's people out there that well, can just, I can have, you know, that. eat one of those plates or something. But like I can't do that, man. I just not, can't. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I can, I can dabble in that. But if if you're talking that big old cheese and crackers spread then that's not something i can i can really get behind
1: yeah like a pizza boom uh cheese flavored things fine but (laughs) i just can't eat just straight cheese i don't know maybe i'm weird
0: no i i I understand that uh but what's your favorite cheese you you didn't answer the question at all
1: i i plead the fifth i don't know (laughs)
0: all right i like uh i like provolone on like like turkey uh, subs or sandwiches. Um, Man. Riveting stuff on wow, top is a, of here. What a podcast we're doing.
1: <laughs> so I just wanted to get into something. So um, I have two coworkers at work um, that now listen to our podcast. Only two? So that brings our, you only our total two people. Yeah, yeah. No, surprisingly, yeah. It's a small operation. Oh, wow, okay, um, yeah. Yeah, no, but uh, I have two people that uh, work now that listen to our podcast, um, so that brings our total amount of listeners to... Um, seven. Two. Oh, seven. They wow, seven that was a lot. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. yeah we we're growing like crazy. And SB so, Nation's really getting behind so this one. Yeah, like, wow, yeah. that's a really,
0: podcast we can fund and get behind and have
1: it. Really pushing it out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I got some feedback. Um, they listen to the... They, I don't even know if they got through the full episode, but they at least listened to the intro on our most recent one, and they said that I need to be better in the intro. So it's my pledge to you, Brett, that I will, <laughs> I will bring my A game off the top every single week from here on out.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's just uh, since it's out in the open. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's criticize Justin's uh, presence on the podcast. Um, no, but. You know, you know what I will say this though. Sometimes, <laughs> some I don't make it easy for you sometimes because we don't talk about um, what like how we're going to open it. We just have our rundown of our topics that we're going to do. So m- more often than not, I kind of lead it in and I pose you with something that you're not expecting. So absolutely, like um, like this, like this cheese, like <laughs> cheese thing. See, it probably wasn't our best beginning to a podcast. So I'll take some heat for that as well, but. Um. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna prepare you for what I throw at you because I think that takes some of the fun out. I like to. I like to throw things out there and just kind of have them sit. You know. Yeah. You Never know what's gonna happen.
1: Yeah. You really. You really do catch me off guard. And sometimes I'm not very helpful because I'll just say hello yeah. or something like yeah. that. And I think yeah, that's that what they notice too.
0: They yeah, notice I mean, it, because it you to... you
1: did try to lead me in last week, and then I was just like. Hi.
0: <laughs> yeah, some, So you know, I mean, sometimes you see I get the, the, the wheels spinning, you know, you got to get rolling, you know, we should do like a practice podcast every week to get warmed up. And then by the time we start the next, the, the real one, uh, we'll be in our groove because we usually, you know, we're, we're good towards the end of podcasts, but also usually that's when the hockey talk stops and we're talking about something totally unrelated to what the podcast is about. Um, yeah, but this is the Kane's but Country did you,
1: Podcast. But did you know that this Kane's Country podcast, by the time I think we hit mid July, it will have been two full seasons of the Kane's Country Podcast.
0: Wow. That is we, it's a it's
1: But wow. it's it's funny. It's funny because it's it feels like we are an actual show because we, we had a main character in Kyle and Kyle. <laughs> he died. <laughs> he died. Red died. wedding yeah. of
0: Kyle. Oh man, so, don't bring that up. I watched that episode uh, a few days ago because I'm rewatching Thrones because I just I love really? the show and yeah, and I rewatched the episode. It's just it's so oh man it that haunts me. That episode haunts me every time. It, it doesn't matter. Like it, it's just like I watched it and like I had to wait a couple of days to watch the next episode because I was like, God man, like I love Rob. I was really into his, you know relationship with uh, <laughs> whatever her name is. It starts with a V. Yeah, whatever whatever her name was. Yeah. She, yeah, she's foreign um, in the Game of Thrones universe. And she was just great. And they were going to have a... Uh, you know what? Let's not talk about it. Let's move on. <laughs> um, let's move on to the Charlotte Checkers. So we don't have any Carolina Hurricanes hockey to talk about because they're not playing. Uh, well, we do have a little bit of Hurricanes hockey to talk about in... In, in a different way, in a little bit, but the more pressing matter, the Charlotte Checkers are in the Calder Cup final, we talked about how great they were, we talked about how great they were or how great they are pretty much every week and now, they are three wins away from winning the whole damn thing, or three losses away from losing the whole damn thing, so game one games one and two were in Charlotte Checkers were up 3-1 and they, they were up 3-1, and they golden stated it, and they lost four three, and they lost in overtime, and then they won game two five to three, and there was some very rough uh, stuff going on at the end because people were mad. People get mad, players get mad during hockey games, and sometimes those emotions boil over, and you just start punching people after you lost a game on the ice for no reason. Uh, <laughs> takeaways: games one and two, Justin.
1: Uh, yeah, game one was really unfortunate. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think that's to put it lightly. I mean, they've historically been throughout the season a team that holds on to leads um, because they just, quote, or pretty much just continuously pile on. Uh, um, I think that's that was a big difference in that game. Um, it just, yeah, it, it seemed like when the Wolves got that second one, I mean, it just changed the momentum completely. Um, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, looking at that, if they hold on to it, they would hold a commanding lead now. And and you know, yes, there's been teams that have blown two nothing leads before. It happens all the time, but it definitely gives you a little bit of breathing room. So uh, if, it mean, feels Washington like an opportunity. Capitals
0: opp- did it this year.
1: Yes, absolutely, instance. absolutely. Um. So so it just feels like an opportunity squandered, more or less.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, we talked about how how wonderful the checkers are all year and I don't know, it what what was interesting about game one was you felt kinda of like the uh the the momentum change and they bounced back and were pretty convincingly well not maybe not convincingly better, it was a close game in game two, but they were they pulled away and they obviously kinda of took that game one to heart and Tokarski was in net. Which was somewhat surprising. I mean, he's been amazing, but Nedeljkovic has really been the number one guy. Um, do you go back to Nedeljkovic, or do you save it to Karski now?
1: Um, you know, again, the thing that makes um, Volucci so admirable is he really doesn't care about what his players think he just goes that to win me, that and means
0: I'm very admirable too because I don't care about
1: anything yeah uh, like yeah don't care don't care yeah yeah <laughs> uh, this podcast I mean really since mm-hmm. you stopped caring mm-hmm. it's just gone downhill <laughs> anyways um yeah I mean he's done that throughout the season you know the early part it was Booth um and you know before Jakarski came along and he did that I forget. I think it was against the the Mar. It was no, no. It was against the Bears. Uh, blew a lead or something like that. And yeah, I mean, he, he's not afraid to 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 make those kinds of moves. But I think you probably go back to Nedeljkovic if you know game three turns out to be a disaster. Then maybe you do roll with the veteran in the final few games. Tarkovsky has played extremely well since you know being acquired so it's been uh,
0: ridiculously I, good
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so i i'd say you know roll with Nodelkovich and if game three doesn't turn out in your favor then maybe turn to car to Tokarski for the rest of the series
0: yeah it's it's not a bad situation to be in it's like the hurricanes situation except given their level of competition in the ahl uh Tokarski and nadelkovich as a pairing are an elite pairing while i wouldn't say that Morazek and McElhaney are an elite pairing or were an elite pairing for the Hurricanes, given they were in the National Hockey League. Um, they were a very good pairing, but uh, there's, there's another level. And I think Nadelkovic and Tokarski are on that level, on that level. And I think the the dichotomy there, I think it's similar to the Hurricanes as well. And Tokarski is a veteran of the American Hockey League. He's he's played a lot of games. He's played in the NHL. Uh, there was a time where Dustin Tokarski was the, Hot new goalie thing in the NHL for like a few weeks, and then that oh. didn't, that didn't happen. Um, oh yeah, we've
1: talked about this before. That series against the Rangers, where yeah. I thought, oh man, this they're gonna have to trade him because it's gonna be, you know, tough with Carey Price in front of them. They're gonna have to get value. Yeah, you
0: gotta, you gotta you gotta clear, you gotta clear out Carey yeah. Price to get Tokarski in there. Yeah. Um, so you know he's the veteran. He's seen a lot. And Nadelkovic I mean, he's. 23. He just won most outstanding goalie in the AHL. Uh, he's young. Uh, he has a lot to learn still, and there's still some problems in his game that, you know, we've talked about before and we'll talk about in the future, I'm sure. But you know, that it's that same kind of goalie tandem at at play there. And I think, I think it's works out well for them as it has for Carolina, because you saw in the playoffs when, Morazic got hurt, they or yeah, when they Mrazek got hurt, they put McElhaney in and it was more of the same success that they had. So it's it's definitely not the worst situation for for Volucci and them to be in. So game three is on Wednesday, game four is on Thursday, game five is on Saturday, and then if they do need six and seven, they will do it at the end of next week. And I'll be there covering those games if they do. Wow. You didn't yeah. tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking news to you. Um,
1: wow. Look yeah. At I'll you, be man.
0: I'll drive
1: I'm down. happy for you. They, you know what? I, I think they they run a smaller operation compared to probably what you're used to. But Nick and, and Paul are great people. And, and I think the atmosphere throughout the playoffs. I mean, I was only at that one game. But, you know, last year against the Wolves, uh, I was at that series. And it. You know, it really does elevate it. It's a smaller venue, but it I think the feeling is still there, uh, the same as PNC Arena. It's packed, everybody's united, and it's just a lot of energy.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, if, if they do, which they probably will go to 6 and 7, given how this series has gone so far, I'll be there. And I'll have a good time. And I'll... Um, Famous
1: last words, they win in five.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd be okay with that too. I mean, if if that's the other option, I would take that. Um, So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Do you want to make a prediction on who wins the series?
1: Well, look, I I made a kind of bold prediction back in, I think it was around November, uh, when they just started streaking. And um, I I basically said, this is a championship team or bust. Uh, This is definitely their best opportunity since they – became you know that just charlotte themselves uh and, and it might be their best chance in in the near future because we're gonna have some prospects graduating nature's is gonna be one of them he was huge for them in the regular season um i could see some other names moving gotier maybe some prospects moving out um you know to to bring in a a a, a better player um for the nhl squad so um I'm really going to stick with it. I, th- I think they're going to win this. I will say they're going to win it in six.
0: Uh, wow. how oh, that's a, That's a good prediction. I'm going to agree with you. I feel like every time I predict a series, it's in six. I don't know why that is.
1: But- it's a safe bet. It's always a safe
0: bet. It's like oh, uh, it could go seven, like, but I don't know if it's like tight enough to go seven, but it's definitely not a blowout and
1: yeah, five like, is five too, games too much.
0: Five feels like a blowout, like four to one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, four to two feels right. Feels right. You know? Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah, you, you have to assume they're gonna at least get one of those home games. Of course. At least. Um, but I would be shocked if they either lost out or uh lost two of those three. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll say six.
0: Alright. Uh, I'll just agree with you on that one. I think that sounds right. Um <laughs> so something funny happened today. Uh so since the since the off season started, I've kind of been not paying attention, really. Like like ever like since the hurricanes got eliminated and like, you know, that was done, I just haven't been really paying attention. And I think it's been great. Because, you know, I'm not thinking about hockey. I'm just, like, I'm watching Thrones. Like, every other night I'll watch the Stanley Cup final game or whatever. Uh, so it's been nice. I've been watching the checkers a little bit. But outside of that, you know, just I haven't been paying attention to hockey. Um, and this 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 is why. Um, this kind of stuff is why. Uh, I, I went on Twitter today. Uh, and just like hockey, I haven't really been paying attention to Twitter as much uh, at all recently. Um when I have something witty to tweet, I'll tweet it. But outside of that, I just kind of leave it um, over the off season. And I came across a just a cursed uh, tweet today, and it turns out that Pierre LeBrun was on Vancouver Radio uh, TSN, and he was talking about a uh, maybe Zaitsev and Kapanen to Carolina for one of their right-handed defensemen trades because Zaitsev's uh, contract wants to get, or Toronto wants to move it, they don't want him anymore and they, you know, that's been a thing. And that idea from LeBron came across and my first instinct was we got to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, Justin, does it make sense to (laughs) trade for Nikita Zaitsev?
1: No. No way it does. That's shocking. This is is also going to be kind of Jump on LeBron hour two because he's oh he's probably the least you've credible. A,
0: you, you you've <laughs> had you've had a you, uh, I guess not history, but you've had a problem with LeBron for for a while.
1: It, I don't know. It's it's hard to to respect a guy that
0: it was the Skinner thing. A, it was the Skinner thing last year. that I think it I think. started
1: with that. And Got then you. it's just he he's a man stuck in the past because. <laughs> The Hartford Hurricanes like jab, and then stupid. Yeah, I think he's he's the least credible insider because what he does is he uses information that seems blatantly obvious and comes up with stuff like okay, this one let's break it down. (laughs) Toronto is is basically going to move Zaitsev. He wants out. They want to get out from underneath his contract. Okay, Um, Kapanen a forward, a very fast forward, a forward that can bring you let's say 40 to 50 points at least yeah, on average. Good, good um and and could expand into even more. He could become kind of a Tavo that, you know, kind of just performed yeah. okay and then he got the change of scenery and then he really burst onto the scene.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: What do the Hurricanes need? We need more forwards. I think it's not safe to go in to next season with the exact same offense. You could maybe get by. You maybe got lucky a bit. All right. So what does Toronto need? They need defensemen. Hamilton, Falk, Pesci—all have been names that have been rumored in the past. So I think he, you know, I think the the he speculated on Vancouver, and I guess he said something about Waddell's like leaked this, and I don't know why Waddell would ever leak that because that makes absolutely no so. sense.
0: It doesn't make sense.
1: It, it makes make no sense. sense, especially after this season you have you basically had Dougie Hamilton become a fan favorite um pesci he was rumored for a long time it seemed like it was all but inevitable and then things turned around at the mid-season point and things i mean it really just healed all wounds i i don't think there was a, much of a rift but i i think that if he there didn't was ever like
0: the ice time he was getting and yeah he, he got like more it. ice time absolutely and then he started producing a lot more so he was earning that ice time and he was doing great and the team was winning and they're not going to trade him <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he's he's super reliable. He he has been for the past few seasons, not just you know with this playoff bound season. Um, so I think again, this just seems like another case LeBron is just twisting something. Now, to break it down, that would be an absolutely ridiculous trade, um, especially with Hamilton. I would say especially with Falk, and even for Pesci. I mean, there's no reason to take on Zaitsev's contract. And I think mostly someone behind that would be, you know, Eric Tolsky would be like, that's not, that should yeah. not happen. Yeah. Yeah. That should not happen. I mean, the n- underlying numbers are there. The eye test can sometimes be there. Now Zaitsev is a serviceable NHL defenseman the, he belongs in the league. He, I think the gripe is, and it he's always overpaid. has Toronto is yes, he's overpaid. If he had a lower cap hit, Toronto would he would have never received as much negativity from Toronto fans and for the media sure. if because he's a serviceable defenseman. Yes, he has brain farts. I think Justin Falk is one of those players, but Justin Falk is a top pairing defenseman. Falk on is better most than
0: Zaitsev, like oh, objectively, absolutely, like,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. Do both players have their flaws for sure? But I I just don't I don't get this one at all, man.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I thought it was funny. I wanted to see what you said about it because <laughs> I know you 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 don't love you don't love Pierre Lebron, and I thought it would be a good topic. And I'm glad that you delivered. So you're that.
1: trying to get me riled up. I was trying to said. trigger
0: you a little bit, and I'm glad that you know you gave me some of the response that I wanted. And yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't make sense. I mean, come on. I mean, Zeitsev. <laughs> Why the hell would the Hurricanes want to acquire that? Why would they want to take the downgrade defensively? and and get rid of a valuable defenseman like how about like I don't even know like I like they love Justin Falk um, fans and you know we've had our gripes with Falk but he's a leader he's uh, an important member of that team Uh, if they're going to trade Falk I really I can't see it being in a trade that You know, is where they, just like that kind of trade where you're bringing in a bad contract. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. And Pesci and Hamilton are too good. Um, Like, I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade Hamilton or Pesci straight up for Kapanen. Like, let alone, like, I'm also taking back that player in Zaitsev who doesn't have a good contract. And, you know, his AAV is what's really high. Like, the salary isn't as bad. But still, I mean, you're it doesn't make sense to me really. And, you know, I, I think they're kind of beyond the days of, of taking on bad contracts. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that's how they're going to operate, how they're going to operate here moving forward, because they're going to have some big contracts to sign themselves. Like you're talking about Aho who needs a new deal. Uh, Terravine's deal starts next year. They took on more money with Niederrider. Um, I just, I can't see them, you know, being in this business of taking on bad contracts because they have to give out money to actual players that can make them better. As in years past, they could afford to do that with like Brian Bickle because they're going to be a bad team anyway and they're going to be below the cap by a lot anyway and they kind of needed that big contract. That's like, they don't need that anymore. Um, If they can take advantage of a deal that that makes sense financially, then sure. um, But it can't, you know, handicap you going forward because you have young players that you're going to have to pay. So I think we're all on the same page with that one. doesn't make sense. It's silly. It's dumb. Um, <laughs> but this does bring up the conversation again. We've had it so many times throughout the year. Uh, Kasperi Kapman and Andreas Janssen are both RFAs for, for Toronto. They, they're both, they've both been rumored and linked with Carolina, even going back to the deadline and before that. Um, it, it has been painted as like inevitable that's gonna happen. I'm not sure of that, but are these two guys still players that you would be really interested in if you're Carolina?
1: Um yeah, I think I think it's fair. Um, it's another kind of budget or um, not necessarily budget, but uh, you know, just kind of out of the ordinary, not the big names. You're not gonna have to do Shane probably. Um, you know, or making some really drastic move. I think Casper Kapanen would be probably the one that makes the most sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Andreas Janssen, I just don't think it's something to give too many assets up for. I agree. Um, if, I, Kapanen would
0: definitely be my preference there.
1: Yeah, Kapanen would be the preference. if Now, if Dubis goes out and gets Marner and Kapanen signed, and it seems like there's nothing left, Andreas Janssen could be a very serviceable third line guy that can add can, a lot of offense. offense for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that Kapanen seems a little bit more of a better fit. He, he, as I alluded to, he's kind of, like he could kind of be like a terrifying and that kind of just breaks out in, and, and and really good takes that next step. Um, the speed is there. He's one yeah, of the wow. fastest yeah. players in the league. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, and I, and I think that's something this team is lacking in some areas. Um, so for me, I guess you have an abundance of picks. Why not give them the cap flexibility? They need to make it a priority to re-sign Marner. We know his deal is going to be anywhere from probably nine to eleven million. So, Kapanen is probably going to be a guy that at least gets somewhere in the three, maybe two and a half to four point five range.
0: Depends on the um, deal
1: probably yeah it depends short term or long term um, and and I think I mean obviously yes you have the namesake returning more or less to Carolina so it'd be a, a pretty cool move but um he's a very very serv- serviceable player and I mean you have those abundance of seconds so why not do something with them i I don't think it's wise and I think we spoke on this last episode if you use all four of those picks between the first and the two in the three th- seconds mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. You have assets, you have valuable assets there. Why not use it to go ahead and make that next step as an organization and bring in another player and just keep building on this?
0: Yeah, obviously, it's kind of like case to case uh, on that. Like, obviously, you want to, you want to, you know, use those, use your assets in a way that makes you better now because that window is opening now Uh, that hasn't been open in a long time. But on the flip side, if there's not a deal there, there's not a deal there, which we've seen in the past. So it's it's tough to it's tough, right? Um, in the in the case of Captain Johann or Janssen, uh both good players, both top nine, definitely players. Captain's a, probably a long term top six guy. He kills penalties. He's got great mobility. Uh, he's an offensive weapon. Uh, he'd be a great addition for any team, uh, obviously. So. I mean, obviously, that would be someone that I'm interested in if I'm Carolina. Janssen, we'll see. You know, he's he's a year older. He, you know, he in a lot, like in a low role, in a small role for Toronto this year, he was excellent, you know, given how much ice time he was getting and how, like, the points that he was putting up, he was pretty, pretty impressive. So, they're both interesting players. That makes sense for Carolina to, at, at some degree or another, and... It depends on what Toronto wants, right? If they want draft picks, I, I'm not sure if they'd want draft picks, but the Hurricanes have them. So maybe if Toronto doesn't want draft picks, you can look elsewhere for teams that are looking to get rid of players and money and would want to get those future assets. And who knows? So other players, <laughs> there's been a lot of players. Like, I, I, I just looked at the... Like, I guess the headlines of, of rumor, NHL rumor talk. I mean, Phil Kessel, Jason Zucker, Patrick Marlowe, of course, Nazem Kadri, Connor Brown, Toronto is just trying to do everything. and Yeah, an basically. Interesting do any other players really stand out to you?
1: Um, I think Zucker is uh, would be a good ad for this team, for sure. Um, 27 years old, I mean, he's a guy that's put up Put up 42 last year, 64 the year before. So, um, you know, last year was a little bit down, but it was completely in Minnesota, really. Yeah. Um, And I think they're a team that they have to start looking towards the future. I mean, Minnesota's on the out here. I mean, they didn't make it this year in a very weak Western Conference, so I just don't know how they can – compete again next year
0: they wanted to trade for phil kessel but kessel said no to the trade i I, yeah i'm just i'm not really sure what they're doing to be honest
1: yeah it's it's surprising like it just seems like they keep getting older and older so and they're uh,
0: and they're making moves that don't make sense i mean that that we talked about it a thousand times but we go back to the rask for niederreiter trade like what were they thinking
1: yeah, I mean, that yeah, and especially after Russo came out with some comments recently that basically they, they were put like in no work Oh, oh rash. Like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good name.
1: Well, I, like I thought flying. we were getting
0: Tukarask. Who's this? <laughs>
1: oh, oh, the one from Carolina. Oh, oh he had a good God. year that he had one year. Yeah, good year, year. <laughs> he had a good
0: yeah, year so. that one year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think Zucker makes sense. Uh Marlo does not just at the age he is and, and he's not the same Patrick Marlowe. Um for Leek, nothing really stands out to me to like bring him in. I don't know. It's just this that one doesn't really make sense. And and as for Kessel, I think either you're gonna overpay or you're you may not get the same Phil Kessel. I don't know. Are you going to get the Phil Kessel that can put up ninety points, or are you going to get a Phil Kessel that can put up fifty? Phil you know, Kessel I,
0: confuses me so much. Like I don't know what to think of him. Like he's a great he, player, but I'm not. Yeah, like, he makes player, me nervous. Historically,
1: yeah, but it just it just seems like a risk to take. And I mean, you've heard the enigma stuff about him, you know, where he's kind of an interesting locker room guy. But I think now this team is a collection of interesting locker room guys. Hamilton was a castaway, and look, I mean, look what he did for us this year. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Kessel though still put up eighty-two points last year. He's good, but you know he is playing, you know, at least sparingly in parts with Crosby and Malkin. So eh, that kind of inflates your numbers a little bit. But I mean, even to, even his last few seasons in Toronto were phenomenal. So um, he is on the other side of thirty. I'm un- I'm kind of unsure about his cap. Of, what is it like eight million or something 8. like that? It's, it's up 75
0: there. Seven five or whatever. Um,
1: yeah, I I brains. think it, unless you're giving up, you know, either those picks or, um, maybe a a low cost player, I I don't see why you would you would make a move for him at this point.
0: Yeah, um, I think if the the, the Hurricanes are going to make a trade of some sort that's significant over the off season. And honestly, I think it's gonna be a just a trade out of nowhere um, that nobody really expected. Like it, like the Calgary trade, nobody saw that coming at all. It was just yeah, it was or, like or every
1: it was all until like the day it just like all of a sudden we we're like oh oh something's and happening the, with oh Calgary and Carolina. And yeah, it all
0: just it happened so fast. And it did. I think it it's did. gonna be another one of those things.
1: Hmm. For sure. So, for
0: sure. Um. Let's talk about the Stanley Cup Final before we get out of here. Um, Bruins and Blues tied at two games apiece. Wow, what an interesting series! It's just so many. It's been so physical, and you know, people like they just don't like each other. Man, it's like you know, we can't we can't live in peace with these two teams. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah they're 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 an interesting bunch. Um, I think.
0: You said they, that about um, the Hurricanes earlier this season, <laughs> I believe. They are
1: interesting. <laughs> you said this
0: um, is an interesting bunch. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think yeah, I think right. these two teams are are more mirrors of themselves than I thought. Um, St. Louis does have a nasty side to them, um, but they yeah. also have a great combination of speed and skill, which is exactly the best way you can describe Boston as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, they – they kind of just grind you down. They both have great goaltenders, or at least for this season, they've been great. You know, Bennington kind of came out of nowhere and, and saved St. Louis' this season more or less. No offense to Jake Allen, but
0: no um, offense to Jake Allen.
1: Yeah, he's, especially he's got... no offense to
0: Jake Allen. Uh... No, I, offense to him. I give. Offense. Oh oh oh. oh. That would be the official oh, wow. stance of the podcast. I give offense. Justin is not to Jake Allen. Keep going. Oh, wow.
1: I think – I want to say like before last season, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should talk to St. Louis about Jake Allen. Because
0: or... they had an interesting goalie situation with him and Carter Hutton, and now yeah, and Hutton yeah, yeah. stole the job, and now Bennington steals the were, job.
1: Were you on the Hutton train? I think you were. I was. Yeah, I I, was, I don't think I ever was. I was just like – it was kind of weird to give a, a backup when it in came St. Out Louis. That,
0: when it came out that he was getting like three years and like that deal, I didn't like it as much.
1: Yeah, that, ugh, yikes. But, uh, no, I, I think it's been an entertaining series. No, it's not Tampa. No, it's not San Jose on the other side. But, you know, it's, it's been entertaining. And I, I, I think it, sh- it might go seven. It might go seven.
0: Oh, wow. Those are strong words.
1: Yeah, because, um, I mean, we normally make the safe prediction of six. But I'll, I'll go seven.
0: Who are you going to take in seven?
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. I think it's going to be really tough to do this. Wow. my 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 heart says st louis my head uh, says yep. boston <laughs> yeah my head I, says I boston in seven because there's i feel like it's tough for st louis to go into td garden and win on on that ice um mm. you know it's just that that's a crazy atmosphere uh but i in my heart i want to say st louis i mean They've been. They, this has been an unbelievable run. I mean, it was just like the Hurricanes, except they made it all except the way. They,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um. They just made it that one extra round. I mean, I I think they're a great story. Um. You know, it just seems like for years and years, it it's been, oh, St. Louis could really do it this year, and then they ran into a hot Blackhawks team, and then they ran into them again, and then they ran into the Kings and stuff like that. Like it it's like, just it
0: was it, it was like the uh like, you know like. Ewing and like those teams, like during the Jordan era, that, that didn't win a championship. Like, Barkley never won a championship. Like, all these players, like, in that era that didn't win a championship, but it was like because they were playing at the same time as Michael Jordan. So they didn't, you know? Like, yeah. it, it, like, it's, it you know, they just kept running into, they ran into LA when they were doing their thing, then Chicago. And then now that it's more wide open, they, I mean, they're, they're not looking at the regular season. I mean, they were last in the league and on January one or whatever, but they, you know, they turn it around big time. And you know, as as an overall, like you didn't expect them to be here this year. But of course, this is the year that they're here. And the same can be said about Washington last year. Like it felt like they got worse, and then they broke through. So that's the NHL.
1: Yeah. Yeah. NHL's weird.
0: <laughs> What's your prediction? Did you even did you predict?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I said seven. I don't think you win.
0: Who, who wins? Uh, the seven. <laughs> just, just seven. Just seven. Seven. Uh, wow.
1: you know, I got on the limb here. I'll say the Blues do it, man. I'll say the Blues do it.
0: So you're saying Blues and seven? Yes. I'm saying Blues and six. The Bruins are not going to win another game. Oh,
1: wow.
0: <laughs> you don't. That's a big that. one. That's I don't. Big I, one. I don't even know how I feel. I don't even know if you agree with that. Uh, yeah i i don't sound very convinced because i'm not i'm not very convinced but yeah um, wow i also predicted the hurricanes and four against the islanders though remember that wasn't that crazy i thought you did that jokingly it was a joke but then it happens so. <laughs> then it happens and you're like oh it's like look what happened <laughs> look what i did yeah uh, all right uh, i think that's a podcast follow Kane's country on twitter at canes country instagram Kane's country picks p-i-x uh subscribe to the podcast support it review it uh rate it five stars every time i don't care what yeah you five really stars not
1: it. two not two stars because we didn't post one for like a month there yeah. just just please yeah. give us five stars i mean that don't don't affect our rating man come on. come
0: on you have no right to give us less than five stars
1: <laughs> how dare you
0: how dare you um, read the site. Do all those things. Justin, where can they follow you on Twitter?
1: They can follow me at LankyLeap on Twitter.
0: And you can follow me at Brett underscore Finger. Uh, enjoy the rest of the Stanley Cup Final. We will talk to you very soon about more hockey and other things. Bye.